There's an Audacity update. I'm looking to see if they talk about Lock4J. Well, it's funny because our stuff is all, uh-huh. since it's like corporate environment, they're all like concerned about dependencies. So just like, hey, lo- local stack, which we used to emulate all. I'm sure you guys have heard of that, right? Like they're like, nope, good. make sure your local stack is updated. I'm like, it's not prod facing. It's not an attack vector. If you could use it as an attack vector, you should be way more afraid because someone is actually within the network yeah. to do the silly Log4J thing. But I mean, it's, it's the corporate thing, right? They just want to see numbers go down. Do, do you guys see the meme about like, you know, the first one was like remote code execution. The second one requires like hardware access. And the third one is, mm-hmm. what was the joke? God access, God yeah, tier or something like, like Seventh Log4J vulnerability. The attacker must ascend to a higher plane of existence, kill God, and steal his unknowable secrets. There you go. <laughs> and what was my response to that? Now we know what Logger Square Enix uses. <laughs> Time's up. Start the game already! Let's do this. I'm ready. I'm not ready. Welcome, dear listener of the QQ Cast. Today's Thursday, December 30th, 2021. And we're your hosts, Tondapont, Zach Mayer, and Raul Torres. Say hi, gentlemen. Hi, hi gentlemen. gentlemen. And this, dear listener, is the final episode of the year. It is the QQ review of the year. QQ review of 2021. Gentlemen, how has this year been for you? Set it back. I want, a, I want another free year to replace it, please. Right? Thank you. <laughs> there was a really great skit. I think I might have sent it to you guys. Um, where they're getting ready to count down. And it's going to, you know, 2020. We're going into 2020. And then it just time skipped. And the lighting gets harsh. And everybody's in tattered clothes. And one guy has a broken arm. And then <laughs> after a moment of stunned silence, you hear this piercing scream. Because the clock is switched forward not to 2020 but to 2022 and it just feels like it's been such a time skip these last couple years everything like every time i have a conversation with someone it is such a blur the last two years are such a blur and i've never experienced anything like it where it's all just blurred together was it a month ago was it six months ago was it last year i don't even know anymore when i have conversations it's so bizarre we're all in some kind of weird collective feud fugue state it's nuts. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, but uh, but but I, I will I, say I, the the uh, the content has been good. I think the content has what's been keeping people alive. The second half <laughs> of this this the, the, this is honestly just the second half of 2020 at this point has been pretty <laughs> good for content. You know, we got a new Matrix. That's pretty great. We got a second season of Witcher. That's been awesome uh i'm sure there's more in between there you know a couple marvel movies that surely somebody cares about but yeah no 2020 part du has not been unkind to us in that department well that right there is an absolute perfect segue into uh tonight's format so gentlemen i have three major categories i have shows i have movies and i have games and then i have a list of stuff that came out this year and uh, a list of what's coming out next year so we can get into maybe at the end um, what we're excited about. So I wanted to go through each category. I was going to just read off everything that's there and we could very quickly say, have you or have you not seen it, watched it, played it, whatever. Uh, if you have, give it a very, very brief, like one sentence QQ score and uh, description. And then 
when we're done reading off the category, come back and say what your best was, what your worst was, and give an honorable mention. Um, so I think if we do I that for all comments. these categories, that's going to take some fucking time. I have two comments. Two comments. Go. Yes. Um, I have books and, and music, too. Oh, well, uh, I mean, I'm happy to let you drive those because I so don't I'm, know shit. Well, I'm, I'm just going to say the one. So my preparation for this was I looked through my Twitter to see any time I said I liked something. So I got a bunch of stuff from that. <clears throat> also, I'm getting over being sick. So my voice is going to be all over the place. Um, also, I'll, I'll let you make the final call on this. But I am always very iffy on the worst of just because at the end of the day, content is people's babies and you know they're, they're stepping stones i as, as long as it's not bashing little guys i'm cool with the worst of things so just want to throw that out there yeah no I, I think it's a really important caveat right anyone what i always talk about the stuff and i'm like look even if i don't like something i want there to be stuff in the world that people enjoy so just because i didn't enjoy it or i don't care for it doesn't mean that you can't doesn't mean that you shouldn't i want stuff to be out there that people enjoy i don't like country music i don't like rap I'm glad it exists. I'm glad it brings people joy. We're not going to sit here and just bash. Okay. Unless it's that Prometheus, sounds, then I'm going to bash the fuck out of it. That sounds good. <laughs> there are definitely some creators who should have known better. Uh, what was the what was the movie that that one director put out that was basically just like an Oscar grab and was super pissed that nobody wanted to see it? There are a lot of those. Everybody wanted to go oh, see Spider-Man. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. And it, it, it's escaping me, too. It's It was, like, was it The Last Duel? Like Martin, Martin Scorsese, Last Duel? No, I that was um, that was Ridley Scott. Yeah. Well, I know he was complaining, too. Yeah. I, I, I want to say that it was a Ridley Scott movie, and I honestly don't know the name of it anymore because it was just such a fleeting instant of recognition it's like oh hey ridley scott movie oh hey this looks like trash you really should have known better and it's like to then go and complain about nobody wants to see my art house film well, well, that i released that, in the also, middle of a pandemic in also, theaters like, not, only not released yeah only in theaters like not releasing it at home at all is like that's just the death wish of anything in 2021 yeah uh, i don't feel bad about bashing Ridley Scott. They've got so much better stuff. They're clearly competent. Ba- bash them all the all you want. If, 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 it's, <laughs> if it's someone who has more than enough money, that's, they're, that's they're, absolutely, they're not going to suffer. That is 100% punching up, and I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, we are allowed to punch up. All right, gentlemen, um, which category do you want to proceed with first? And Ruli, I don't know if you want to throw yours in here as well. Um I had, again, shows, movies, and games. Which category Yeah, I'll, I'll throw them in if you don't have them, which I'm going to guess you probably don't. I do not. Just... <laughs> so where do you want to start? Um, well, let's just do easiest because I think most of us have all done movie stuff. So let's just do movies first. Movies, movies. first. Okay, I'm going to start listing off a bunch of movies. These are not in any particular order. They're not alphabetical. They're not uh, listed in terms of like rating or release date. This is just shit as I was finding it on the internet. So... Um, and at the end, if you guys want to add anything I missed, please add something I missed. So uh, to begin to kick us off with movies, uh, Black Widow. Did anyone see it? I did not. Yep. I did. I saw it. It was it was Go there. Ahead. It was a thing to watch. What's your QQ scores, gentlemen? Yeah, it was a solid Q. Like, it's very classic Marvel formula. It's it's the safe movie formula that, that Marvel's put out. Um, got a lot of action. It's got the... What's the dude's name from... Um, Stranger Things. The dude from Stranger Things. <laughs> the dude from Stranger <laughs> the Things. Sheriff. Oh, I should know yeah. his name. David Harbour. 
Thanks, Hugh. Uh, and he was fantastic as the uh, Red Guardian. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I knew I knew it. <laughs> Red Guardian. Uh, he was a lot of fun. So was the sister. She was great. And she's getting a spinoff, which is awesome. Uh, looking forward to seeing more of her, even though I cannot for the life of me remember her or her character's name. But, yeah, I mean, it was fine. <laughs> It wasn't the best Marvel movie, but it wasn't by far the worst, I guess. Your thoughts? Uh, A one score. Um, It's there for completionists if you like the character, but I I feel like it didn't do anything to expand or change the stakes in the universe. Yeah, no, it was definitely backstory. Was that a 1Q or a 2Q? It was a 1Q. 1Q, all right. Well, cool. I didn't see it. I hate to say it. I don't really intend to see it, but uh, 1Q piece, all right. Uh, next up is the movie that I haven't seen yet, but I want to. I just haven't seen it. Uh, the Spider-Man's No Way Home, the conclusion of the Home trilogy. Um, gentlemen, didn't one of you see it? I saw it. I haven't gotten to see it yet. And your score? Oh, I mean, it's going to spoil it for our review, but I, I think it's a zero Q. I think, <gasps> it, was, I think it was really, really good. Um, the fact that it, like, I mean, I... I'm, you know, zero cues. That's all I'm going to say. Anything else is literally a spoiler for the movie. Okay, I, deal. I can't, deal, I like deal, I can't deal, talk deal. about anything about <laughs> yeah. it because so. I am excited to see it. I've uh, seen similar sentiments echoed across the board, which I'm excited about. Um, really, really looking forward to seeing that. Yep. Okay. Next up is The Matrix Quattro Resurrections. Uh, Zach, did you see that one? I did. And uh, again, no spoilers because I, I I assume I'll want to see it, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, what's your QQ score? It's a solid one. Uh oh. It's a solid one Q. <laughs> and like like Ruli, I don't want to give anything away, uh, so I don't really want to say much more than that. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet. I want to, and all the reviews I've seen so far have been like it's very divisive, which makes me excited to see it. Yeah, that's that's kind of why. Like, I personally enjoyed it a lot. Um, I still think the original Matrix movie is my favorite of all of the Matrix movies. But that's not a controversial take. This one, it's one Q. That's it. All right. All right. Uh, continuing down here, uh, this was, I, I think this is Pixar's latest one, and I hear it's fantastic, uh, Encanto. Oh, I've heard was, of this, was but that I Pixar haven't seen it. Was that Disney? Uh, maybe it was Disney. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it was Disney. Let's see. I mean, it's on Disney Plus, so who knows? Do 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 do. Spoilers, they're all. Yeah, this is this was <laughs> um, Walt Disney Animation Studios. Okay, so it is Disney. So, so from um, I put this on in the background so my kiddo could be distracted. I saw bits and pieces of it, and everything that I saw, I enjoyed, but I don't think I saw it enough to give it a decent review. But definitely, it definitely seems like it's worth the watch. No yeah. Way. I mean, if it's anything like uh, Maya and the Three, even a little bit, I'd be totally on board because that was fantastic. No, it, it's it's kind of different. I think conceptually it's like it's it's the Umbrella ca- Academy for kids, I think, because like every person. <laughs> no, it, it literally is like now that I think wow. of it. Um, everyone in the family has a, a superpower. Um, the the one of the children that can predict the future is also the outcast. So giving the vibes of that other character from Umbrella Academy even looks kind of the same. So yeah, it's, it's an Umbrella Academy for kids. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'm still more, in. More, but that more of a functional fantastic. family. 
more of a functional family though than Umbrella Academy. I can tell you that. Delicious. All right, cool. Moving on. Uh, next one I have here is the French Dispatch, the latest movie from um, Wes Anderson. Uh, again, heard it's good. Haven't seen it. Anyone? Haven't seen it on my to watch yeah. list. I haven't seen this one either. All Actually, right, well, moving didn't on. Really know much about this one? Uh, the Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds vehicle, friend, uh, free guy. Oh, I saw that. Any good? I mean, it's a lot of fun. If you like Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> just being Ryan Reynolds, then you'll have a good time. It's I'm I'm slightly interested in it, and um, so one of the interesting things I saw about commentary about the Matrix was um. Free Guy is a better Matrix Resurrections than Matrix Resurrections. So that makes me really think about some of the plot things and devices and stuff that they're doing. So um, I may see that movie after I see The Matrix. I mean, the the whole... You guys know the premise of Free Guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, NPC wakes up and... Yeah, and so you have this whole, like, oh, it's a virtual world and what's real... Uh, and what does you know reality or consciousness really mean? Yeah, sure, it's got some of those vibes. It lacks a lot of the transformative qualities of the Matrix, but that's kind of not really missed in a comedy. So, yeah, I can see it. There are themes that I guess you could say overlap, but they're not anything really like each other. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, next up is The Green Knight, uh, basically indie film that came out to theaters. It's kind of a, a theory and tale. Um, any, anyone see The Green Knight? I did. I saw it. I've heard that it's like a two-hour slow snooze fest. I wouldn't call it a snooze fest. It's um, very, very slow, maybe. So. Yeah. I think that for the right audience, you'll love it, Like especially if you know our theory and legend. So for mm-hmm. me, personally... I would give it a cue. I enjoyed it. I would recommend people take a look at it. I think for the right audience, again, you're going to fucking love it. But I would just give it a cue. But I, I did enjoy it. That's good to hear. All right. Uh, Silent Place 2. Yes. Eh. I, I actually, also saw this. Ruli, what's your QQ review? Uh, 1Q tries to capture the magic of the first film, but kind of doesn't just because it's like the whole capturing lightning in a bottle thing. Um, it was good. Like it was, I enjoyed it, but I, it's like the ending and kind of like the last act was kind of, I, I love the first act, which was like when the aliens invade, that was like amazing and incredible. Loved yeah. it. Um, after that, it was just kind of like, eh, yeah, we're saying old song and dance, nothing too new. Yeah. I'm, I guess I'm a little more favorable to it than you. I, I would actually give it zero cues. Um, you know, my, one of my criteria is, does it, mm-hmm. is it what it sets out to be? And I actually think it is. The opening act's fantastic. I didn't mind the ending act. Um, the resolution isn't, horribly dissimilar from the first movie but then it's not yeah. supposed to be they're using the same weapon and um yeah i, I just thoroughly enjoyed it especially oh my god the sound in the theater is just oh, yeah. ooh, amazing oh, so oh, i would give you, it zero cues uh not that it's like the best movie of the year but i um, thoroughly enjoyed well, it well i mean from that i can go with zero cues like if, if you enjoyed the first one this one's going to be your jam um but i do have a sad story if you give me two minutes with my scratchy horrible go right voice. ahead Okay, so, uh, oh, Zach, did you have anything about this movie at all before I Oh, no, I, I haven't seen the first one. I haven't seen this one. Okay. Definitely so, recommend both. So the gimmick of this movie is um, the dangerous alien creatures are attracted to noise. So given that fact, a lot of the movie has a lot of times where there's just complete silence because you've got the protagonist trying to avoid aliens. 
Now, that sounds good on paper if you're in a vacuum, but what makes a really weird movie experience is seeing a protagonist be very, very quiet while she is having the soundtrack of these boots are made for walking because Corella is playing next door and the movie in the Your Theory is, is completely freaking silent. So, so it was I was I was laughing during a whole point when it was supposed to be serious and quiet, but it was the the juxtaposition of those two was just hilarious. Also, also uh, if Corella isn't on your list, a uh, solid one cue. It's a silly, ridiculous movie. If you know what you're I getting didn't even into. have that on the list. Thank you for bringing it up. That that Love thus it. concludes my story. All right, moving on. Uh, Wrath of Man. That's the J- Jason Statham uh, reunited with. Um, oh God! What's the filmmaker name? Married to Madonna. Guy, they, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Thank you. Uh, I did see this in theaters. Anybody else? No. Mm-mm. Uh, one Q really enjoyed it. Not. I, I think it doesn't. The stories don't weave as well as some of his previous works. But Jason Statham's a badass. It's a great action movie. I I do recommend it. One Q. Cool. Uh, all right. Next up, Dennis De La Nueve's Dune, which I believe Dune. we all saw. Yeah, I drove all the way to uh, North L.A. to see it in one of the few IMAX theaters has the full IMAX ratio. Worth it. Zero cues. Uh, loved it. Can't wait for part two, but I'm a nerd. That's, that applies to me. Gentlemen? Yeah, as far as Dune adaptations go, definitely zero cues. As a standalone <laughs> movie in a sea of other movies, it's tough to recommend. It's tough to recommend. You know what you're getting into if you know Dune at all. If you've seen any of the previous works or read the book or books, if you can manage to slog through the rest that aren't just Dune. Um, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's a I, good I don't think adaptation. Yeah. yeah. For, for me, it's, it's a zero. hard pass for, for me. Like I, I feel like there's too much homework I need to do before I even enjoy the movie, and that's yeah. just like, who has time for that? Yep. It kind of is fun to... like do a little bit of that digging and learn some of that on your own because then it feels like secret knowledge as you go (laughs) through the film but um yeah no if you're if you're familiar with dune i think it's a great adaptation if you know what you're getting into if you're just looking for a cool sci-fi movie and don't have any other context it's tough to recommend dune i mean i I still think it's a gorgeous unbelievably well-made movie so i think there's still an argument to be made. You can still enjoy it, it, but it is. It gets a lot of criticisms for feeling empty, but I think that emptiness is part of the story. So, and, and there's there's reasons for that that kind of feed into the if you have the context to appreciate mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. you'll appreciate it. But if you don't, then it just looks like half finished sets and weird stilted acting. <laughs> All so, right. I don't know. All right, moving on. Uh, Venom 2, uh, Let There Be Carnage. Did anybody see this? Oh, man. No, but I want to after watching the first one. You guys saw the first one? I did not see the first one. Really? Um, I've, I didn't see the first one. I heard, like, there's a, there's a movie podcast that I, that I listen to that talks about reviews and, like, depending on if I'm interested in the movie, I heard the review of that one. And, uh, the second one is kind of, eh. I mean, I just looked it up. It's 58% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> but, uh, and six on IMDb. It's a really rare coincidence of reviews from critics and audiences. 
But uh, somehow 87% of Google users like this movie, which uh, <laughs> honestly says more about Google users than anything else. Um, no, it, it, on the face of it, looks terrible. But the first one was so much weird fun in enough places that I really got a kick out of it. And I do want to see the second one yeah. just to have more of those characters interacting with each other. So do you, do you want to know a little bit of the, the, the criticism that I heard of the second one? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So it was pretty much like one of those films where they didn't really have a good understanding of what worked in the first film. So stuff that you're probably looking for in the first film doesn't really happen as much in the second film. And they're like, why didn't they do that? It was like, what's going on here type thing. There were still Aww. bits and pieces of it, but it's like not as much. So what's funny about that is I didn't see the first movie, but I did just recently see the second one. I watched it at a friend's house because they they rented it or some shit. And um, so without knowing anything about why well, I didn't, I know the basics of the first movie. But going to the second movie, um, I'm going to give it two cues because it, it has like no theme, no character building. Uh, the plot is really nonsensical there's some dumb moments so i'm gonna give it two cues i can't in good conscience get anything better <laughs> but i will say that you know tom hardy is as always super fucking entertaining um i think woody harrelson was fine he's woody harrelson he's never bad but um tom hardy's super entertaining in it but it is just a dumb movie i cannot in good conscience give it more than two cues <laughs> all right fair all right moving on uh old the m night shimalamalamalan movie didn't see it Heard it's terrible. Don't care. Yeah, I, same. I I wanted to see it, and then I looked at some reviews, and yeah, it's yeah. 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 Moving on, Pig, starring uh, Nicholas Cage. Actually, heard this was good. Didn't see it. Anyone? I've heard it's really good too. Haven't seen it. Yeah, same. Uh, Nicholas Cage is such a weird. <laughs> Weird guy these days. Uh, he, he has bills to pay and he has fun. <laughs> so I mean, there's there's no problem with any of that. No, none at all. Um, I love the the synopsis for this. It's one sentence. Living alone in the Oregon wilderness, a truffle hunter returns to <laughs> Portland to find the person who stole his beloved pig. I mean, John Wick with a pig. Pretty much, that's whatever it called. That's that's amazing. I'm all over that. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, Last night in Soho, the most recent um, movie by Edgar Wright. Oh, that that was one of those ones where I was trying to see it in the theater, and I, it's one of those where like I feel like I have to give it my attention, and if I don't, I'm gonna just give it a disservice. So I haven't seen it yet, but I want yeah. to. Uh, same here. I would like to see it, but I have not. Uh, I feel bad because I want to support Edgar Wright, but I haven't been to the theater in quite some time. So, <sighs> all right. And uh, last movie on the list is we just talked about it. Last Duel. I guess no one's seen it, so fuck it. All right, gentlemen. Uh, we just listed a I, shit ton I, of movies. So moved, real I, I, quick, I, I, we have more. We have more. I have, oh, we have I more. Have what did I yes. forget? Go for it. Oh, um, Mitchell's versus the Machines. Tell me, y'all didn't Ooh, see that. The what now? Oh, Mitchell's versus the Machines. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but it keeps showing up on my Netflix queue, and I've never I even heard do want to see it. <sighs> um, zero cues. Um, robots that are intended to be servants uh, go sentient and in- capture the whole world, and this dysfunctional family's goal is to save humanity. Um, okay. If, if you liked the animation of style of Into the Spider-Verse, you're going to love this film. 
Um, it's it's got some silly hokiness, but like the animation quality is just like top notch. It's it's that really silly like you've got like the like the 3D rendered stuff with like a lot of the layering of like like the scribbling on top and stuff. It's it's so good. If yeah, if, if you watch Spy- Into the Spider Verse, you like this one. Like it's it's a solid zero cues. All right, noted. Love else? it. Um, uh, Shang Chi. Oh, I didn't even have that one. Did you guys see Shang Chi? Did mm-hmm. not see it. One one cue. I I enjoyed it. It's I, I like the fighting. Uh, one of the dudes that was like um Jackie Chan's protege to be like stunt coordinator stuff did a lot of stuff for it. So I really dug the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, it, w- it was all right. You know. I am a big fan of Simu Liu, um, the guy who was Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. And honestly, he carried so much of that movie on his shoulders that I <laughs> yeah, I want yeah. I want people to 100%. see it just for him. Everything else that's happening around him is it's a solid one Q movie, mm-hmm. but he's fantastic. And oh, I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing him in the rest of the MCU. Yeah. Um, the way I saw someone describe the movie kind of made me like, like it and enjoy it more. It was basically like a superhero movie where the superhero already knows and understands a hundred percent of his powers versus like that discovery story. So it just, it make it's like, it's still an origin story, but at least it wasn't like a, like, Oh, like how, how do I stick to the wall? How do I get my jetpack to fly? Just like, no, he's, he's just like a badass from the beginning, which is so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is. Uh, the first time that you see him fight was just uh chef's kiss chef's kiss because it comes out of nowhere it was it was absolutely that that pivotal moment where you're like oh this guy's gonna get his ass kicked and he's gonna go on the hero's journey nope nope he turned out to be just a badass right off the bat oh man so satisfying Mm -hmm. uh yeah yeah good times all right i guess the last one then you reminded me was the eternals didn't see it no opinion oh man i yeah, I didn't want to see it in theaters just because theaters right now. But yep. um, I think it's streaming somewhere now. Yeah. So I do want to check it out. All right. Well, uh, cool. One, more, one more. One more. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. One more. Malignant. Zero cues. Best horror movie I saw all year. Um, but one of the things I hated about the movie was it has one of those twists where it just like if I saw it with an audience, I know everyone would be doing that like WTF gasp and I missed that from going to movie theaters and it made me sad. But it is a really good movie. Horror, horror movie genre, so you like horror, watch it. Otherwise, just pass. Alright, noted. Anything else? No, no, go, go. We, by the way, we're not going to have time to do anything but the original three categories. Um, yeah, you're cool, you're cool. Okay, cool. So, uh, real quick, round the table, honorable mentions. My honorable mention is Green Knight, because I did like it. I think it's super unique and interesting. I did give it a cue, but I, I recommend that people check it out. Uh, Zach, what's your honorable mention? Uh, hang on. I gotta remember exactly what it was called. Ruli, what's your honorable mention? I'll, I'll pass on it, because I've already recommended a bunch of those, so <laughs> I'm good. Uh, one that we didn't mention that I think we probably should, and just because I can sneak it in here, uh, no time to die. Oh my the, god, I forgot that. It was the uh, the last of the Daniel Craig Bond movies, and I think it was a good uh, book end for his run as James Bond. Uh, isn't okay. it like uh, like three hours long? Is it honestly? It, it seemed like it flew by. 
I just, oh, God, I miss the era of 90-minute movies. I just don't want to sit down and watch the fucking epic is, tale for three hours. This isn't Lord of the Rings, guys. It is two hours, 43 minutes. Yeah. Okay, Tom, fine. You get a, you get one honorable mention because it's on my list. Uh, the first 15 minutes of Army of the Dead. Nothing else after that. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I downloaded that to watch on a plane, and then I just didn't even bother. All right. Nice. Uh, nice T- Tom, Tom, the first 15 minutes has Richard freaking cheese. You need to see the first okay, 15 minutes. Okay, I need to see it. You're right. That's all. Once we'll it's done, you're minutes. good. You're good. Okay, done. Um, all right, real quick. Uh, worst movie, in your opinion, of 2021. Uh, I go with oh. Venom. I gave it two cues. Again, Tom Hardy's entertaining, but nothing else about that movie is any good. <laughs> uh, let's switch it up. Ruli, what's your worst movie? I think it was Army of the Dead because I really wanted to love that movie, and it did. It was I don't I don't know what type of mess it was trying. It was it tries to be like a time travel movie, but a, a robot movie and a zombie movie, and I don't know what it is. Like usually I like mixing of genres, but this one was just like incoherent. So just watch the first fifteen minutes, you're good. All right, Zach, worst movie. Uh, God, tough call. I don't know. I'm honestly just so happy that people are still making movies. <laughs> yeah. In a climate that it is really hard to make movies. Oh, actually, you know what? I do I do have a, a worse movie. Um, and it's another one that we didn't mention. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, I'd forgotten really? too. I know. Oh, I liked it. I know. No, I did too. It gets worse the longer it runs. It it I, I actually went back and rewatched it and hated myself for doing it. <laughs> I had so much fun the first time that I watched it that I thought, ah, oh, the second time probably won't be as good, but it was still entertaining. No, I I fell asleep. It was it's a bad movie, but whatever. All right. Um, Best. By the way. Oh, go ahead. Isn't it? Is it weird to anybody else that we still call them movies or films in 2021? It's just it it feels weird and anachronistic. I mean, there are moving pictures. Movies isn't incorrect. I the guess. talkies? They're the talkies? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what an alternative would be. I'm just saying. It's weird. All right, gentlemen. Best talkie of 2021. <laughs> no surprise. I'm all about Dune. Loved it. <laughs> Fucking incredible. Science fiction. Uh, Dennis Dolphineve. God, I have to learn how to pronounce his name correctly. Um, can't wait for part two. Loved it. Uh, Zach, what's your best movie? He's Canadian, apparently. It's Villeneuve. Oh, see, I'm so bad at this. Um, ah, best movie. Ah, skip. Really, best skip, movie. Skip. I think from the the everyone recommendation, the Mitchells versus the Machines. I really love that movie. It was really, okay, really good. I'm I think, I think it's, it's on it's Netflix. Def- definitely a a four quadrant movie that'll get all the peoples. And it's on Netflix. Yes, sir. All right, I'd say I got to check it out. Zach. Just say Spider-Man. You didn't even watch it. Just say it. <laughs> I haven't seen it. it you know, it, it probably would be answer, Spider-Man. Though. It probably would be. Uh, it probably would be Spider-Man. It hits um, all the nostalgia feels. Yeah. All <sighs> right. Uh, real quick list, and don't even comment. Just here's the list of upcoming movies, and you get to pick one for your most anticipated. Uh, Sonic 2, Doctor <laughs> Strange, and the Multiverse of Madness, Orbius, Top Gun 2, Mission Impossible 7, The Batman, Uncharted, Jurassic World 3, and Halloween ends. Uh, Ruli, what is your most anticipated movie of 2022? Probably Mission Impossible, just because those are just like a complete spectacle of movies all the time that are like, that's what the movies are for type movie. So um, I would love to go see that movie in the movie theaters. All right. Zach, most anticipated. Multiverse of Madness. 
I Plus really, one. really, really want to see more Doctor Strange. Yeah, same here. It's half the reason I'm excited about Spider-Man. So uh, I hate I hate to be stoked about a Marvel movie, but yeah, the machine, machine is interesting to me. <laughs> All right, uh, gentlemen, games or shows? Shows. Let's do shows. Shows. All right. Same format. I'm going to go down the list. We'll talk about if you've seen them, and then we'll we'll do our rankings. All right. Uh, Witcher season two. I haven't started yet. I am rewatching season one and actually enjoying season one even more in the rewatch than I did the first time because I'm noticing so much more stuff. It is actually much tighter than I'd remembered, much more interwoven than I remembered. It's it's really great. Can't wait to actually get to season two. Father, have you watched it? Yes. <laughs> Zach, QQ review. Well, I did the same thing. I rewatched season one right before watching season two and same notes like... I thought it was super hard to follow, and you really had to pay attention in the first uh, season, and you do. There's a lot of time skipping, but like knowing that ahead of time makes it a lot easier to consume. And by the time everything comes back together, and you're sort of on one temporal line, uh, season two starts, and it and, just continues down that line. And there's and actually it's there's fantastic. more. There's more references in season one, more hints about the multiple timelines than I realized. Little little nuggets they drop in that I didn't even see coming. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's uh, it's very good. Season two is um, a lot more straightforward storytelling wise. Mm-hmm. They have a lot more fun with the monsters. I feel, and they do a really good job of uh, the characters still depart and come back together. But they're they're doing that in the context of a narrative, not necessarily in the context of time. So it's enjoyable, and everybody still gets their due. I have a criticism, which is probably... Spoiler? Well, yeah, I I don't really want to go too far into it. But uh, once we do get to talk about it, I'll bring it up there. Okay, cool. I cannot wait. Uh, Zero cues, by the way. It's very, very good. Love it. All right, next up is also Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf, the animated movie. I have not watched it. I hear it's fucking great, so I intend to watch that as well. Anybody watch it? Yeah, it's fantastic. Do it. Mm -mm. Nope. Also Zero Cues? Yeah, no, it's great. Is it tied to the show, or is it a completely separate thing? It's sort of a prequel. Uh, It tells the story of uh, Vesemir, who is the Witcher grandfather in the show. Um, Yeah, no, it's, it's good. Okay. All right, noted. Uh, next up is Arcane, the League of Legends series. I know it's got a perfect 10 from IGN, and I've heard very good things, but again, have not watched it. Anybody else? I did. Nope. Zach, I think you're going to be giving also all the reviews in this section. What's your QQ <laughs> review of Arcane? It has no right being that good. It's absolutely zero cues. You should both watch it. It's fantastic. What if, what if you don't know anything about... The doesn't IP matter that it's i know about. nothing i know nothing about league of legends okay. except that it is weaponized racism <laughs> uh the show is a very very far departure from what the context of the community would have you believe um no it's great it's inclusive it's well written the gut punches that you get are serious gut punches for an animated show based on a video game <laughs> I, it's just, it, like I said, it has no right being as good as it is. And it's fantastic. Solid zero cues. 
All right, fantastic. Uh, moving on, we talked about Cowboy Bebop, so I don't think there's any reason to, to go into more detail there. Uh, next up, the the huge breakout sensation that vi- went viral. I didn't see it. Squid Game. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Did, yeah. did we talk about it at some point? No, I think we were waiting on you, Tom, weren't we? Yeah, I suck. So, uh, yeah. QQ Reviews, gentlemen. Um, Battle Royale lightish. You know, that has the same social commentary that mostly applies to now? Question mark. It's good. It's 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 hard to describe, like, it beyond the uh, a bunch of people play games for cash type thing. Um, it's a high stakes type of show, which is really interesting. It's one of those shows where, like, I literally couldn't put it down. It was very hard to, like, stop watching it. I had to start doing the... Uh, stop in the middle of an episode trick because I'm like, well, what happens next? I want to know what happens next. Um, zero cues. It's awesome. Yeah. Same. It's a scathing critique of capitalism and not even trying to hide it. Uh, <laughs> all the bad guys are fat, rich, white guys. <laughs> and I Subtle. could not, they could not be more on the nose. Um, yeah, no, it's it's great. The acting is fantastic. The one criticism that I've seen levied at it, at least the um, uh, subtitled or dubbed versions of it, is that the translations are not as good as the original it, Korean. It was it was both of them. Yeah, both of them were like yeah. bad. I can't speak to that personally. Um, I feel like it still comes through pretty okay, but it does yeah. make me sad because apparently there is some really, really fantastic writing for the dialogue of these characters that we're just missing out on. Yeah, and but I think the other thing, too, is just, like, there's, like, um, when I saw, like, other people give reviews about it that were a little bit more, like, into the, the South Korean culture, like, they were saying how, like, um, one of the characters that talks a lot about, like, oh, I didn't go to school, but, like, I did this, is, like, that's a whole, like, trope in, like, South Korean culture. Like, there's so many, like, tropey characters that I wonder if, like, <clears throat> we would have, like, been more clued into it we might be like oh this is a very paint my numbers thing but you know for the most part you know a lot of cool stuff in there sure sure and maybe that's part of the novelty for us because we don't have the same cultural context so seeing these characters you know in their element even through a lens of translation is novel to us uh so maybe you're right but still i think the korean speakers that i've seen review the show um all seem to agree that the writing of these characters, even if they are tropey, is still really, really, really good in Korean. Uh, whether or not that comes through in the translations is debatable, but seems to be generally agreed to not. I mean, but but at the end of the day, like most of the reason why you're there is you want to see who dies because they got scissors instead of rock. Like that's the whole gimmick <laughs> of the show. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, they set up for a season two. I think it's getting a season two. I am not as excited about that. I feel I like it's a pretty is. self-contained story that they sort of kind of left open and everybody would have been happy if it stopped there, including the showrunners. I <laughs> uh, did not expect this breakout success, but happy they have it. Yeah, now we'll see if they can, if lightning strikes twice. I doubt it. I'm not going to hold my breath for it, but no, this it, first season was great. I, I don't want to get too much in the meta stuff, but we're already opening in that box. But like little, little, little stories I've seen about like 
like the showrunner was talking about like how he had to like sell his laptop in order to like make rent and then he eventually worked on the script and like a whole like 10 year you know life experience to get there and now like how do you write a script now and you know like that is a social critique if you've got like the number one show in the world and now you're part of the capitalistic now machine. He's how rich, does that bitch. even work how does that work mm-hmm. so. all right yeah. well i'm gonna i'm gonna move us on i've spent a lot of time on squid game two zero cues that's pretty high praise uh next up is cobra kai season four um, I saw the first few episodes of Cobra Kai season one, liked it, and just, uh, like so many things, never went back to it. Um, anyone? I've never seen any of it. Was that this year? I thought Jesus. so. Perhaps I'm wrong. That must have been in January. Um, hang on. No, I think another one came up pretty recently. I remember hearing people talk about it. Cobra Kai season four. Oh, oh okay. Season four actually premieres tomorrow. Oh, well, there you go. Season three uh was january 2021 okay okay yeah that makes sense um yeah i mean it's it's honestly all three of these seasons have been remarkably consistent so far like they're all high quality they're very much in the karate kid ethos um if you enjoyed the first season you'll enjoy the next two they're all meeting the bar set by that initial foray so I have high hopes for season four to continue that. And yeah, we'll see where it goes. All right. Uh, next up is the special by Bo Burnham, Inside. I don't know if that should have been a movie show. I don't know what the fuck it was. So it was a special. It's funny because I was, I was struggling to figure out where I should put that one into as well. Because I'm like, music? Because I did listen to it a couple times afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, I'm i going to just be straight up. It's... it's um. It is a very distinct snapshot into the world of COVID yes. slash isolation slice madness that is going on right now. It's, I don't know if it's going to stand the test of time, but it, I, I think it re- will resonate with most people with it for at least the next year because yeah. well, I think it's a wonderful artifact. I think it does show, you know, an ex- slightly, you know, exaggerated version, but even that, not really um, of, of the bizarre state we've all been in. It's yeah. a time capsule. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Like it it's absolutely a time capsule. If it is difficult to watch, it's because it's too real. And that's okay. Uh honestly, the more that I'm exposed to it, the more desensitized I become, which I think is telling, but <laughs> uh, the the songs that he's come up with for that special are just Oh, the songs are fucking so funny. So on point. Um that's how the Gosh. world works. That's literally the first one, the content the one is good. Works. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, oh, White works. Woman's Instagram. That's a fantastic oh, God, one. Oh, so good. Okay, uh, moving us on. Um, Lower Decks. Uh, we're just going to, Zach, just do these both for us real fast. Lower Decks Season 2 and Disco Season 4. Uh, zero cues on Lower Decks. A solid one cue on Season 4. I haven't gotten through all of it yet. I'm actually... Uh, several episodes behind um but uh i am I, I i keep feeling like i'm in the minority on discovery i really really like discovery a lot and season four is more discovery so i have been really really enjoying it and i would recommend it to anybody you yeah. are alone sir yeah <laughs> all right uh moving us on 
I, I think this premieres in the next, maybe today or, or in the last couple of days. Uh, Boba Fett, anyone watch? Is that oh, the, intro? the first episode is out. I haven't started yet. Yeah. But one of the one of the uh, always interesting signs is no review copies, so no no buzz before it even started. So oh, it's Disney Plus. They don't give a shit. Yeah, that's true. Um, I've seen lots of positive feedback, and there is one meme already that you guys would appreciate. So way back, like eight odd years ago. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, when. Uh, uh, <laughs> Patton what was the Oswald? name of the show? Yeah, Patton Parks Oswald. And oh, God. Parks yeah. and Rec. Patton Oswald gets up at the community meeting and just like rattles off a Star Wars script. And it, one of the bits in there was talking about we start with a view of the twin sons of Tatooine and pan down <laughs> close on the Sarlacc pit. Out of the sand reaches the gloved Mandalorian armored hand of none other than Boba Fett. Because he pulls himself out of the mouth of the Sarlacc, uh, and just playing that clip of Patton Oswalt doing this extemporaneous bit in front of uh, the Council on Parks and Rec, and the intro to the first episode of The Book of Boba Fett, it's one-to-one. He actually has a writer's credit on this first episode. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so fucking funny. Which is fantastic. That's so great. So, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they copied it, just scene for yeah. scene, just to make the meme happen. So. Just based on that alone, I really want to see it. All I mean, right. I already really wanted to see it, but that speaks highly of its uh, its potential. All right, uh, next up is Wheel of Time. Um, is that, which service is that? Is that Amazon? Amazon. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I hear people are, are really enjoying it. I also didn't read the Wheel of Time books. Uh, anybody? I've been Mm-mm. watching it. I'm not through it. I'm not even 100% sure that the season is done. I think, uh, yeah. I think I, I heard Claudia start it, and then I heard like her watching like Malcolm in the Middle like the next day, so I'm like, I don't think she liked it. <laughs> womp womp. It's, it's one cue. Um, there was another series um, that was based on a fantasy series. Uh, not Foundation? Uh, something Shanana, Shanara, nope, Shanana, Shanana, nope. Shanana. Uh, I can't remember. It just... It feels like a sci-fi series. Like, the channel. That's not the highest of praise. I love the sci-fi channel back in the day, but... uh... Yeah, no, so did I, for campy (laughs) sci-fi. Which is kind of what this is. Only not sci-fi, and with a way bigger budget. Well, it's it's postmodern. Postmodern fantasy. I feel like it's close enough that it counts. Are you talking about Foundation or Wheel of Time? Wheel of Time postmodern fan is it really i thought it was high fantasy it kind of sort of is but it's set in a postmodern universe okay well today so like there are skyscrapers in the background that have been decaying for centuries today i learned jesus yeah it's the wheel man the wheel keeps turning the wheel the wheel anyway it's okay i guess um wheel of time is not a particularly like heady collection of content to begin with it's pretty straightforward so that's a lot of nerds are probably very upset by your review of that (laughs) it's just it's not good it's not bad either i mean it's fine it's content but it's it's content the whole series just feels like filler and that's kind of what the show feels like all right Okay, I'm going to keep moving us on because, dear Lord, it's going to be our longest episode of the year. Uh, next up is the Foundation series, I believe, on uh, Apple 
Plus, whatever the fuck their thing is called. Mm-hmm. Anyone? Apple TV? No. I saw it. Any good? What's your QQ love review? It. Loved it? Love it. If if you like anything about Dune, you'll love Foundation. Yeah, I've heard good things, and I, I do like Asimov, so. It's so good. All right. All right. It does, it does depart from the source material in ways that make sense for the change in medium. Yeah. So, you know, I forgive it for any of its inconsistencies, but it's very beautiful and very well put together. Fair enough. Super compelling. So, yes, go go watch that. It's great. All right. Uh, next up is um, Ted Lasso Season 2. Oh, man. Having Ted Lasso is fantastic. I've heard nothing but great things, but I don't have Apple TV, so... Uh, it's so fucking Zach, good. Zach, if that Complex. were to suddenly wind up on a Plex server somewhere, I'd probably yeah, watch it. Yeah. It's it's already there. Okay. Um, Callie and I binged like both seasons back to back. It's just so wholesome and so funny and so good. We need more wholesome in this world. Okay, zero cues? Yeah. All right. Um, so the last set here are just the Marvel shows, Wanda, Falcon, and Loki. Um, I didn't watch any of them. I have nothing to say. Anybody want to highlight any of these? Loki is definitely my favorite. If I was going to watch one, that's the one I would want to watch. If you're so. going to watch, if you just could pick one, Loki would be the one I'd recommend. Um, Falcon is a lot of fun, but it's kind of formulaic Marvel, and there's nothing really wrong with that. It's just, you know, it, it's comforting almost in that way. Uh, WandaVision is worth the time. It's fun in a very weird way the characters are sort of yeah they're they're fish out of water for the most of that season mm-hmm. like the context of the rest of the mcu doesn't really matter until almost the last episode maybe the last two if you stretch it um and then everything kind of crescendos in uh, maybe less than satisfying way, but in a way that makes sense for the end of this arc. Yeah, so no, it it ends like a Marvel show. Like everything else does. is just like this weird like meta meta reference to the his- history of the sitcom, which is a really interesting journey to go through with it being a Marvel show. Um, definitely seems like kind of niche from that sense. Um, there's a lot of weirdness, a lot of mystery box going on, which which is fine if you if that's your jam. I, no, I, I totally agree. Like, Loki is probably better. Um, and also, I think the Loki stuff also kind of sets up a... Like, I don't know how much that's going to come into any of the future multiverse or stuff. Or multiverse as mm-hmm. fuck, so... The... I mean, I, I really liked WandaVision for the flavor that it gave the Scarlet Witch. Um, she's a character that you don't see explored all that much in the rest of the MCU. She just kind of shows up and has powers. Uh, besides a few cutaway flashbacks and the fact that her brother was important to her, there's not really much else to work with. Um, I loved that they tied in those kind of old, like, I Love Lucy-style sitcoms into the, like, 60s, 70s, 80s, like, TV was the thing that, that was her happy place as a kid. As, or, well, Wanda's character. And it just, I don't know, it resonated in a in a cool way. And yeah. despite ending like a Marvel movie, the rest 100% of it... 100% like a Marvel movie. Yeah. The rest of it, just as as seasoning on top of Scarlet Witch, really makes a good dish. Yeah. That's a, I, I, my favorite I, I little say... bit about Loki. Uh, oh. 
that bit where you see the the city on the edge of forever uh, zoomed out a little bit. Almost looks like it came from a shot in Ant Man. <laughs> like, that's weird. Yeah. Oh, was so, one last quick thing about WandaVision. Like, I think yeah, the best part was like this was definitely one of those ones where like a weekly series definitely worked because like the amount of speculation and how the internet's head was spitting when um they had um Quicksilver. Yeah, Quicksilver. Like the amount of just like everyone was like, What's going on? Is this like a big reveal and everything? And then like it it, it petered out, but like that that hype and everything going on for those two or three weeks was pretty cool. Yes. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, unless someone has, has something to add, that was the list of shows. So, uh, round the table, any honorable mentions? Oh, well, Zach and I went and talked about Maya and the Third for half oh, an hour, yeah. right? No, Maya and the Third was fantastic. All right, how about you get half a minute? Um, so, I saw the director tweet that, like, when he was growing up, he would, saw, he would see Japanese films, and he wanted to be a samurai. And he always just loved that feeling that he got from, like, watching those type of films. So, he's like... Like, I don't see anything in my culture. Like, I want to make a Japanese kid who's always dreamed about being a samurai. I want to make him now be his lifetime dream to be an Aztec warrior. And I think he accomplished his goal. Yes, absolutely. Nice. Now, it's it's got a lot of those. It, it's a very hero's journey kind of show, right? And the, there's a there's a formula that that is, uh, you know, sort of comforting. You know what to expect. But the way that it's presented and the specifics of the journey the characters that you interact with throughout that the gods that you meet along the way uh and the set designs were just so fantastic like in in the like fantasy sort of uh meaning of that word they were really really beautiful and really creative and yeah no it was it was super cool to see uh and it came together really well in the end, like as a self-contained thing. What is the name thing. of this again? Maya. What is Maya it? and the Three? Maya and the Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zero Cues. And it's on it's which streaming service? The Netflix. Okay, well, I don't have an excuse not to watch that then. All right. Well, I think we maybe uh, we know some of the answers to this. So, uh, gentlemen, any uh, any honorable mentions for shows? Uh, Shadow and Bone. It's also a Netflix show. If you haven't seen that and you like like steampunky kind of fantasy, it's really fun and really well done and i'm looking forward to season two nice yeah i heard that one was good like i it's it's also on my to watch list so many to watch lists yeah same here yeah i don't have an honorable mention because i uh, if you haven't figured out i watched virtually nothing um this year (laughs) i just again like committing to focusing and going through all the episodes has just been difficult for me covid has just completely made my brain to mush so and I didn't even catch COVID. Just the, the year has just made my brain a bush. So um, because I basically didn't watch anything here, I'm going to simultaneously give the best and worst to Cowboy Bebop. But we've already done that in detail. So, uh, gentlemen, what what was your uh, what was your worst for the year? Oh, I can do that one really easy. Uh, American Horror Story, the latest season, kind of a letdown. I usually try to like watch them just because every season is hit or miss, just because it's completely different. It was good. Not as good as the other ones, but yeah. All right. American Horror Story. Zach, any worst for you? I got a controversial take. Uh, Star Wars Visions. Oh, I didn't watch it. Yeah, there's one good episode out of, I don't know how many there were, six, eight. It was just 
it, it's an anthology, so you expect it to be all over the place. But it was just there was so much bad that it just kind of I don't know. The first episode was the best one, and then everything else was just trying to chase that high, and nothing came close. Yeah. Uh, no, it was that. it was not good. I wouldn't rewatch any of them except maybe the first one. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, gentlemen, that brings us to the best. Again, I already went. What was your favorite show of 2021? Mm, probably Witcher season two. Which it's, I'm very much looking forward to. It's just really, really good. I I got to give a shout out. We didn't mention it, and it's worth mentioning. Invincible. Oh, yeah. I'd forgotten did about it, that. Did it come out this year? Uh, yeah. Was, yeah. Pretty sure it did. Okay. I'm like 75% of the way through it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, J.K. Simmons, Omni Man, uh, Stephen Yun, Invincible. It's, I mean, the animation is, it's fine. It's good. It's fine. Um, the content of it is great. The mystery is fantastic. Um, looking forward to season two. <laughs> I like the characters. They're so much fun. Anyway. Yeah. Nice. So, so best of uh, definitely my in the three. I, I think I've seen it with the girls at least two times. So it's, it's really good. Uh, and then quick honorable mentions, um, the plural American horror stories, which does an hour long anthology. So every show is different. Um, that was fun and a uh, brand new cherry flavor. If anyone in the world likes the, um, channel zero stuff, definitely has the channel zero vibe. Go watch someone throw up a cat every episode. <laughs> Neat. All right, uh, gentlemen, we are we are already at the hour mark. Do you want to do uh, games, or do we want to come back next episode and we have books and games and music? Well, well I think I'm I'm the version of you for games. I only have three because <laughs> I think I only played three games this year, uh, and one of them is one that I played like pretty much last week. So um, my list will be short. I can get that done in ten minutes. <laughs> uh, Zach, what do you want to do? <sighs> I've got a pretty short list of games too, and no music because radio is dead. Um, I don't know. I'd be willing to keep pushing. We're at All the right, hour mark, as good. far as I know. Let's push. All right. Uh, so, oh, sorry. Real quick, we forgot to mention um, shows that are coming out next year. Okay, I'm just gonna again, I'm gonna list these off. Don't say anything. And we're gonna get your most anticipated. Uh, the Boys season three, uh, Stranger Things season four, The Last of Us, Ted Lasso. Um, Lord of the Rings, She-Hulk, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, Peacemaker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Mando Season 3, Witcher Blood Origin, Harley Quinn, Sandman, and Umbrella Academy Season 3. All right. What was your most anticipated? Uh, I'll go with Last of Us, because I've been wanting to play that game, but I haven't owned any PlayStation thing in, like, the last decade. So I guess I'll get the story one way or another. (laughs) Zach? Ah, uh, gosh. I don't know. Let's see. I'm gonna, you're going to have to come back to me. All right. Well, I probably should say Mando Season 3, but I'm going to give this one to The Boys Season 3 because I freaking love The, the boys, boys, and I can't wait to watch Carl Urban again. So I'm going to say The Boys Season 3. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'll go with the safe choice, Witcher Season 3, because it's just it keeps getting better. Is, is, are they going to make Season 3 next year? Is that going to happen? I don't know. I really I, hope they do. I'm, I'm fairly certain it's been renewed, but I don't know when season three is going to come. It out. it was renewed almost before. Yeah. It, well, it, it was renewed out. before it it aired. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it, we we got a two year gap 
between the first and second season, and the big reason for that is the panini that we are still uh-huh. eating. Um, now that production protocols seem to be in place and guidelines are loosening, that might mean that we have faster turnaround for a lot of stuff. Um, Witcher Season 3 could, by all means be made to stretch out production for two years and i don't think anybody would fault them mm-hmm. um if they do come back and churn out another season for the end of next year i would be very very happy but i wouldn't hold it against them if they just held out and kept working on it for an extra year all right well cool let's move on to games again i'm gonna try to burn this fast i can resident evil 8 village anybody play it yes how'd you like it's, it it's so good zero cues um, I haven't finished it because I feel like I got what I wanted from the game. And a lot of the reviews that I saw kind of like, it kind of peters out. Like mm. the way they were kind of describing it was like, there's like four main areas and every area is so different that it kind of felt a little bit more peaceful. So like I got past tall vampire lady. Um, I got past tiny doll lady. And after that, I feel like I got my fill from it. I don't really want to finish it. I'll just look at YouTube videos of people playing it. Fair enough. But th- yeah, there was there was there was one one uh one scene or whatever one monster that one hit kills you that everyone's talking about and I will say yes that whole scene is definitely worth the price of admission you can stop after that. Okie dokie. Zach, no comment. Yeah, I got nothing to add. All right. Um, I got turned off for Resident Evil in I forget five maybe it was the one where you start out uh just mowing down hordes of black people. Oh, dear <laughs> and I just it left such a weird bad taste in my mouth that I was just like mm, I'm gonna put this down until Japan stops being racist <laughs> okay uh, moving us on next up was It Takes Two the co-op platformer uh, oh, gentlemen I, I played this zero cues if you have to play it co-op with someone else because it's asymmetrical co-op it is a wonderful platformer it handles as good as Mario it is as creative as any of our met I think this one at the Game Awards for Game of the Year, it deserves it. Um, zero cues. Highly, highly recommend you and a partner play It Takes Two. Either you guys play this? No. No, but I've heard really good things. Yeah, so. d- just fucking go get it. Dear listener, grab grab your wife, grab your best friend, go go play this. Um, or grab your partner, wife, husband, whoever it is. Um, <laughs> it, it's just fucking awesome. And again, platforming as tight and as fun as Mario. Creativity that is just through the roof. Uh, very heartfelt storyline. It'll it'll make you tear up a bit. It's just so fantastic. I just cannot recommend it enough. Um, moving on, Back for Blood, the spiritual successor to Left for Dead by Turtle Rock Studios. Either of you guys play Black for Blood? No, I still haven't. I, no. I know we were trying to get something going on, but I just it, it was one of those like yeah. I got too much things going on days yeah. and Cat and I played it. Um, it's a Q. Uh, it's not Left 4 Dead. It has, like, it needed some serious patching when it came out for, like, difficulty tweaking. Um, if you really like, you know, co-op shooters and zombies, if you really like Left 4 Dead, this is an alternate take on that. I don't think it's as good, but there's an element of opinion there, so I'm going to give it one Q. Uh, moving on, Age of Empires 4, a game I should have fucking downloaded and played, and I did not. Uh, anybody else play Age of Empires 4? I no. did. Quick QQ review of Age of Empires 4. Um, have you ever wanted it to be 2002 so bad? <laughs> that's what I heard, is that's just AoE 2 again, which is, you know, my, one of my favorite, if not my single favorite RTS, maybe next to Warcraft 2, so. 
Um, I mean, it's it's a well-produced game that does exactly what it says it's going to do. It's going to be Age of Empires. The only criticism that you could really levy at it is that Age of Empires is old and has <laughs> a lot of old systems and mechanics and ways of thinking about real-time strategy. Uh, you know, it's it's definitely nostalgic, and it's got that factor going for it. But the execution is absolutely flawless like it works well out of the box it's a complete game all of the factions are fleshed out you don't have any like microtransactions or things to you know really go and download as dlcs which is not to say that they would be unwelcome uh but for a standalone game that was free on uh game pass i know it's it's solid like there's it's hard to find fault with what they did um, it's also hard to recommend because there are a better real-time strategy games now. So, yeah. Yep. Okay, I need to play that. Uh, next up is the indie Darling. Just came out for Switch, came out for PC earlier this year. Loop Hero. Um, this is an interesting game. Gentlemen, I would give it zero cues because, again, one of my biggest criteria is are you what you set out to be? And it is so unbelievably unique that I just love it. It's not for everyone. I am just in love. Is it perfect? No. Is it going to like run me out of content after I don't know how many more hours? Maybe. But zero cues. Highly recommended you check it out. Anybody play Loop Hero? No. No. What's what's the like the 2D side scrolling Minecrafty thing? No. Terranium? Terranium? Terraria. So, yeah, it, look, it looks oh, I'm yeah. getting kind of that type of vibe, no, but nothing I'm like it's it. not that at all. Absolutely nothing like that. Shovel Shovel Knight then? Absolutely nothing like that. Okay. okay. What, what, what is it then? Uh, so Loop Hero is this super unique combination of an auto battler, a deck builder, and a roguelike where you are redefining the world. So your hero is completely automated. He's just walking around. I know it sounds lame, but literally in circles. Um, and you're building the world around him. It's almost like a dungeon master. But you build a deck where as you kill things, you're getting gear for your hero and you're getting cards that are selected from your deck to craft the world to make him get the best loot, almost Diablo style to complete the loop and get resources. Um, and if you go back to town, each loop, you can keep all your resources, or if you, uh, which resets for the next time, or you can keep going around in circles, which, you know, you place more cards, you get better loot, you get better stuff. But if you die, you only take back like 30% of it to town. Um, and it has different classes and progression and unlocking cards and unlocking a storyline. It's, uh, it's DOS-style graphics. Oh, it's just so unique. Loot or loop? Loop. L O O P. Okay, because I, I, lo- I, lo- I ended up on Loot Hero. Yeah, it's on PC and it's on Switch. I've thoroughly enjoyed the Switch uh, version. So, yeah. Uh, moving on. Um, Metroid Dread, another game that I was super excited about. I went to Nintendo World Headquarters in New York, or Nintendo New York uh, store, and got a t shirt. And yet, you know, I played it for like two hours and then didn't go back to it because I'm that's what I am during the pandemic. But uh, Metroid Dread, anybody? I think I got further than you, Tom. You did. It's not hard. It was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's one of those games where like, I feel bad because like, I feel like I'm, I am a automaton tester basically following the guides to play the game. But also like, I don't have time to get lost and explore the area for like two hours like i just want to pr- make progress so um did a lot of that and I, I enjoyed the progress that i made um really fun noise zach no play no 
no, not yet. Metroid's never really been my particular bag. I enjoy it from a distance. All right. Uh, moving on, Deathloop. Anybody play Deathloop? Ooh, I want to play that one so badly. And then I was trying to see if my computer makes the specs, and it was like, nope. So I'm like, I'm going to play this in 10 years when I can actually get a graphics card huh. for it. Zach, Deathloop? No, but I kind of want to try it. Uh, I do remember seeing the trailers for it, and the the gimmick looks fun. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know anything about it. I hear it's good. Don't know. Uh, next up, Mass Effect Legendary Collection. That was all three games, I believe. Uh, anybody go back for this guy? Yes. I've never and played a Mass Effect game in It life. holds up real well. <laughs> And do you I like played... all the changes that were made? I don't know how many there were, but like model updates. Do you like all the changes in the? I mean, you got a little bit of um, of upresing for especially the first one, but not a ton of dramatic changes. The biggest thing with the Legendary Edition is that it includes all the DLC for all the games. So when I was going through it, uh, the f- like the first time I played any of these games, I just played through whatever was released and then kind of set it down. I don't tend to pick up DLC for single player games and go replay them a bunch. Um, Which meant that when I was playing through the legendary edition, I was getting new content for all of these games that I hadn't seen before. That was special. The cool thing though, was playing them all back to back and just the story that unfolds through all three of those is really really good um the mechanics hold up pretty well especially into the third one um but like just your commander shepherd you get so attached to your dude that you play all of the characters that you're around uh i think i i was dude shep um film shep i feel like is honestly more canon like at the time a lot of streamers were putting up videos and clips of things and most people were some variation on Femship and it just seems to fit that character a lot more uh but i went with the box art and it's just like yeah I, I clicked through the character creator uh and and didn't really pay much attention to that and then carried that character through all three games because your save affects your sort of baseline of the next game not like powers or levels or anything like that just like your background and how characters uh respond to you in dialogue so yeah just kind of carried that all the way through all right uh last question uh real quick how many hours did you put into the the remaster the legendary edition god i don't know probably close to 140 or 160 nice that was all three games yeah. Okay, uh, moving us on. Um, Returnal. Again, heard good things. Don't really know anything about it. Anybody? Mm-mm. That sounds vaguely familiar. I've not played it. Moving on. Next one was the Pokemon's Pearl, the remake of... Was that GBA, I think? Um, anybody play the remake of the Pokemon's? No remake of Pokemon's. No. Moving on. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. The game looks so good, but again, it's in, like, no PS5 territory. Zach? No. Moving on. This is great. We're burning it. GTA Trilogy. Oh, I've heard that's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, it get dragged hard. 
I was still interested, but eh. Moving on, Guardians of the Galaxy. I hear this is a much better version of the, the uh, Avengers game because they just focused on single-player content. Um, anyone? Uh, no, no, not at all. Moving on. Oh, my God, we're making so much progress. Monster Hunter Rise. I'm always intrigued by the Monster Hunter games because they seem like something I would be super into, but I've never made a commitment. I think I even bought World, but I never actually played it. Same. So, it looks no. interesting. I, I've always seen it as like a maybe like a more JRPG Pokemon, but yeah. 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 Well, that would have been uh, Monster Hunter Stories is I think the more Pokemon one, which I didn't even have on this list. But I was kind of interested, but you know, I was never going to actually play it. So, all right. Uh, moving on. Far Cry 6. I'm torn. Nope. I'm torn on whether or not I want to play this one. Five was okay, and like I liked the story and the characters were kind of interesting, but the gameplay of Far Cry has gotten real repetitive and kind of stale, and it sounded like Far Cry 6 was just a reskin Far Cry 5. All right, I don't know. I haven't played a Far Cry since maybe the first one, if that. Uh, last one on my list was Halo Infinite, which I think... The only the multiplayer has come out. So anyone play the infinite? I think we talked about this on the cast. Uh, yes, and the campaign is out, and oh. I've almost finished it. How's it going? Uh, it's good. The campaign is great. It's uh, a weird sort of. It got the uh, Breath of the Wild treatment, if that As tells in... you anything. No. <laughs> so it took you from a, a linear sort of game loop to an open world-ish kind of game loop with linear elements like missions. Uh, but you're like Master Chief running around in an open world, just kind of doing whatever you want, and they give you a grappling hook. So it's I love grappling hooks. <laughs> the movement is a lot of fun. Um, the weapons that they've added are okay. Uh, nothing great, just nothing bad either. So just okay. Um, the story is engaging and kind of poignant at times. So there's that and. It's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed the campaign. I liked the Halo campaigns all the way through. Uh, even, I would say, more than the multiplayer. Which they have, and which is good, and does work, but needs some work, too. So, yeah, it's, it's evolving. <laughs> it's Halo evolving. But, um, uh, Really? Yeah. No idea. No interest. Alright. Well, that was the thing I had in my list. Anyone want to add anything else? Valheim. Valheim, you son of a bitch. Yeah, Valheim's real good. After, is, is yeah, it, finish up your list, Zach. Is that still considered early access? It absolutely is, okay. and it feels like it. And they're continuing to add content. Um, we actually picked it up recently again and uh, played through the whole experience again because of a, a big update that they have. So that's been fun. And honestly, we'll probably do it again with the next update that adds a whole new biome and new enemies and a new boss. Um, it's it's a great game. It's a lot of fun. It's very creative. Uh, and I've actually really enjoyed the early access journey on this one. Nice. Which is mm -hmm. a rare, rare experience. All right. Anything else? Um, I don't know how I put 27 hours into inscription within the past two weeks, but apparently I've, well, actually, no, I know how, uh, Steam Link on my phone. Ah. On my phone. Nice. Oh, it's really, really good. Um, it's kind of weird because like, it's not a genre that I'm usually interested in, but it's all the mishmashing of it. 
Um, the way I would describe it is it's a card game, but it also is an escape room found footage ARG all at the same time. Um, it's really, really interesting and just like everything around like like everything around the card game has me interested enough to keep playing it and just figure out what the story is. Um, it's a bizarre mashup of genres. It's yeah, it actually got uh, part of the reason why I was interested in it is like two people that uh, like well one person that I follow on, on the internet was talking about it and um, he's the one that does like Welcome to Night Vale like he, he's more of like an author slash podcast person and he said that he was really interested in the story so that already piqued my interest. Uh, but I think it got number one game on Polygon. Nice. So nice. So yeah. So like it's there's there's been a lot of like kind of buzz for it. So I wanted to check it out and no, it, it's been my jam. I, I think I think after you, you you could play it for maybe like five to ten minutes and once you play it you'll realize it's your jam or not. Gotcha. What's the name again? Oh. Inscription, Inscription with a Y. Okay. That's not SEO friendly, but all right. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> All right, and well, gentlemen, I got, uh, I got kiddos here, so I'm gonna have to call it soon. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, no, let's wrap it up. Uh, honorable mention for game, uh, I'm gonna say because it, it my my top two were battling it out. I'm gonna say it takes two, which means you can instantly deduce my top one. It takes two is phenomenal. I just everyone should play it. It's wonderful if you want to. It's just so good. Uh, honorable mention, anybody? I have really mm-hmm. been enjoying Battlefield 2142. Oh, A lot of people have not, <laughs> um, and have some. I would say valid criticisms of it that have applied to every Battlefield release ever. So it's been fun for what it is, and I appreciate it, but a lot of people don't, and that's okay. Ruli, honorable mention. Oh, I think he's dealing with kids. I'm so sorry. All right, we're going to keep rolling. Uh, Zach, worst game of the year. Oh, I, I didn't mute. Sorry. Um, inscription, just because that's the only game I've really got into this year at all. So. <laughs> that, that's, was that your honorable mention or your best of? Yeah, the best of and honorable mention. All, okay, all of all the at best once. things. All at once. Fair enough. Zach, uh, worst game of the year. Worst game of the year? Hmm. <laughs> Tend not to spend a lot of time on worst games. Yeah. So remembering what they were is tough. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Worst Game. I'm going to say yeah. Back for Blood. Uh, not because it's a bad game, uh, just because it was the most disappointing of the games I I tried to play or spent money on this year. It was just disappointing. It's not bad. Yeah, that's, but... that's, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, it, it, it it's, I guess for me, AOE 4. Um, oh. Which I feel, <clears throat> I feel bad about it, but like, it is... It's it's a middle-of-the-road experience for me. I don't have a ton of AoE nostalgia. I have some, and it hit that you know note for note, which was great. And it's a very well-executed game, but it didn't hold my attention for as long as I hoped that it would, and that made me a little sad. Fair enough. Really, I would say worst, worst of... I think it was called Simpo Saduko whatever it was on <laughs> ios just yeah. because it said it was easy and like it's like i hate how like certain like versions of the sudoku games like add like all these other things of like long holds to put your guests there and tap to do this i'm like no i just want to put numbers or let me put numbers that's all i need <laughs> so all right and best game uh, if you didn't figure it out mine's gonna be loop hero just because it's so unbelievably unique i think the objective answer is it takes two but the uniqueness of the indie game is just too much for me to resist and loop hero uh really best game inscription just everything inscription saw that coming that was honorable mention as well uh zach best game mm, toss up 
Valheim or Halo Infinite. That's talk about the difference between budgets. Good lord. I know there. It Valheim gets a lot of credit, and it is early access, so you could give it points off for that. But it's super fun and super super engaging, even as it evolves. Um, Halo Infinite is just really pretty open world Halo. Like I love the campaign, so I'm nice. very pleased with it. All right, uh, Ruli, I know you got to run. So, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us, uh, gentlemen. We'll be back next week in 2022. Yep. More than likely. All right. I think we have a couple of articles and other things discussed. We actually have some topics queued up. But yeah, this has been an, wow, a uh, long 2021 in review. There was a lot of stuff that came out. It's easy to forget because of that blurriness, but uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of content. So thank goodness that was what kept us sane, perhaps. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. And until next time, dear listener, uh, we'll QQ again in 2022. Really, thanks for joining us. Today, kids. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Please always remember that all views and opinions expressed on the podcast are representative solely of the person expressing them. Not of their friends and family, not of their co-hosts or co-workers, and certainly not of their employers, past, present, or future. Again, thank you for joining us, and thank you for respecting our individuality. You played two hours to die like this?